And we'll be, tonight, we'll be in 1 Samuel 19, 11 to 24. And we want to talk about David's protectors, but at the same token, we're going to talk a lot about some other very, very important things. So let's go to the Lord in prayer, and then we'll get started. Heavenly Father, as we come to you tonight, Lord, we do ask for forgiveness of sin. We pray, Lord, that you would be, Heavenly uh, uh, Father, we pray that you'd grant us tonight, open our understanding that we might understand the scriptures. And Father, speak to our hearts tonight. May we learn something of importance, convey this to us. And now, Father, we thank you for your mercy. We ask it in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. Alrighty, here we go. First Samuel nineteen, eleven to twenty-four. Uh, let me say right before we get started here that um, we're going to learn some lessons tonight about God distracting people. We're going to learn a lesson tonight about confusion and how the parents within the home can bring about confusion. And some other things. On the right side of your paper there, I put uh, under David's protectors, on the right side, you'll see Jonathan, Michael, and God. And it's interesting that two of David's protectors were the children of Saul. And um, then God. I put there under a note, jealousy, anger, hurt, and bitterness and a parent always forces the rest of the family to lie and have divided loyalties. Always does that. And so it's ever so important that we watch the consistency in the life. We realize Saul had his periods of going crazy, didn't he? He'd be all right one minute, then that demon would get a hold of him, he'd be crazy as a bat the next. And so, let's talk about that as we go through this tonight. Start in verse 11, if you would, with me. Let's talk about David's protector. Let's talk about his wife. Saul also sent messengers. Now, uh, you're going to find that either Saul sent or Saul went. That's one thing about it. He was going to be persistent in what he was doing, okay? And uh, have you ever been around somebody that was just, they just had a crazy determination to do something crazy? I've been around people that had such a crazy determination about something that the only way it could go would be downhill, because they were just dead set determined to do this thing. And, uh, you know, you look at them, well, I know the outcome of it, you know. You've got enough fuel in that airplane to get up, but you don't have enough fuel in that airplane to get down, and it's coming down. Uh, Either it's going to come down by nature pulling it down, or it's going to come down by you doing what you're supposed to do, landing the plane. And uh, so that's the way some people are with their lives. And we're going to learn something about Saul here. 
He had this crazy determination. Now just think about this. Saul started off right, but then it, from then on he'd done everything wrong. But then he knew what Samuel had told him. You're done. And then after he had this encounter with this guy named David, he started eyeing David. And then he started wanting to kill David. And uh, then he had this crazy determination, this unreasonable determination to kill David. And uh, you know what? That puts everybody else in the family in a bad situation. That put Saul's children with divided loyalty. Well, that really made Saul mad, didn't it? I mean, Jonathan's loyalty went to David. And when Daddy found out about it, he was trying to kill Jonathan. And then David wound up marrying Saul's daughter. Her loyalty was toward her husband. And Saul didn't like that too much either. So we realized then that uh, not only do we have his wife protecting him, but look what she was protecting him from. That's interesting. And this situation, verse 11, 1 Samuel nineteen eleven. Saul also sent messengers unto David's house to watch him and to slay him in the morning. Michael, David's wife, told him, saying, If thou save not thy life tonight, tomorrow thou shalt be slain. She warned David. I was looking back. An old preacher had part of a sermon in one of, one of the books I have at the house. And uh, the title of the sermon was, What a Wife. <laughs> what a Wife. She warned David. Her loyalty was to her husband And she warned David. So let's see what she did now. So Michael let David down through a window and he went and fled and escaped. He got away. She helped him. Not only did she warn him, she helped him. Verse 13, Michael took an image and laid it in the bed and put a pillow of goat's hair Uh, for his bolster and covered it with a cloth. And when Saul sent messengers to take David, she said, he is sick. Uh, You might want to make a little note underneath that. That's this. She lied. See, when the parents become corrupt, it forces the children in the home, it challenges the character of the children in the home. 
it, it forced her, now look at this, it forced her, if she's going to be loyal toward her husband, it forced her to lie to her dad and his men. You see, that's a tragic situation. Rather than building character, you challenge character and integrity. And so, we find that you say, well, she lied to protect him. Well, if, if dad wasn't insane, she wouldn't have had to do that. Right? All right, go to verse 15 now. And Saul sent the messengers again to see David, saying, bring him to me in the bed that I may slay him. Saul had an unreasonable determination to kill David, didn't he? I don't care what you do now. I don't care if he is sick. Go down there, get him, get him in the bed, carry him up here in the bed and let me kill him. Wow. It's tragic when parents like Saul force the family, force the family in their loyalties and in their integrity. That's exactly what Saul was doing here. So now we find this. Verse 15, Saul sent the message again to see David, saying, bring him to me in the bed that I may slay him. You might say, what's gone with, what's wrong with Saul? He's gone crazy. He's, what, what happened to dad? He's become totally determined to kill David. Wow. Verse 16. And when the messengers were come in, behold, there was an image in the bed with a pillow of goat's hair for his bolster. And Saul said unto Michael, Why hast thou deceived me so and sent away mine enemy? Now, you got to stop there just for a second. He viewed David as enemy, right? She did not view her husband as her dad's enemy. She viewed her dad as her husband's enemy. But watch what happens. That he is escaped. And Michael answered Saul... He said unto me, let me go. Why should I kill thee? She lied again. Parents many times force their children to lie. When the parents are unreasonable, the children lie. When a spouse becomes unreasonable, the other spouse will lie. 
There's a great lesson for us to learn here. How we handle things within the home, either it allows for righteousness in the home, or it breeds unrighteousness. How we handle the home will give the spouse or the children freedom to tell truth, or they'll be forced to tell a lie. What you see in this home right here with Saul, you find that because of Saul's actions, you have divided loyalty. He wanted his daughter to be loyal to him in his wickedness. And she was going to be loyal to her husband who was righteous. So what we find then, not only did Saul's situation bring about this challenge of loyalty, but it forced his own daughter as well as his own son to lie to him. That's what an unreasonable parent can do. That's what an unreasonable spouse can do can force things to happen within the home that challenges the character and the integrity on one side you try to build honesty and character and integrity into the child and then on the other hand with your influence you cause the child to have to lie to you now, that's an oxymoron, isn't it? Go to verse 18. So David fled and escaped and came to Samuel to Ramah and told him all that Saul had done to him. And he and Samuel went and dwelt in Naoth. Spiritual people seek spiritual people when they're hungry for their fellowship. Spiritual people seek spiritual people when they're looking for spiritual comfort. If you notice in this verse, so David fled, escaped, and came to Samuel. If there was anybody that David needed to go to, it was Samuel, wasn't it? To Ramah and told him all that Saul had done to him. That's the only place you'll find that. You can find that statement in other places, but here David told Samuel all of it. You told him that, that he was losing it. You told you anointed me king, and, but he's trying to kill me, and this is what he's doing. And 
You see, a great lesson here. If David was going to go anywhere, he needed to go someplace where he could find a friend that he could be honest with and honest to and somebody that would be honest with him. And so you find that the spiritual people, they seek spiritual people for comfort, for honesty, for direction, for counsel. We know what happens when you seek your peers. The Bible speaks much about how stupid that is. Uh, Anytime in the Bible when anybody sought counsel with their peers, it never went good. So when you're hungering for spiritual words and fellowship, you've got to find somebody that has spiritual words and fellowship. And that will fellowship around that. Boy, I can speak much on that subject. Some of the conferences and places I've gone to, you couldn't even get the preachers in in a spiritual conversation. They all wanted to talk about hunting and fishing and everything else you could think of and sports and what they were doing, but try to get them to talk about the Bible. And you had a Bible conference? Uh, that's about as fun as an earache. My goodness. Uh, so listen, take a lesson from David. David was in a bad situation, wasn't he? But look who he went to. He went to old Samuel. And, uh, of course, Saul didn't like Samuel too much now either. But let's see something. There's something here I want you to see that's very, very important. So we see that you know, his wife had warmed him, helped him, lied for him, got him out of there. He went to Samuel. And you know what? There's always somebody. There's always somebody that wants to be on the good side of the wicked person. Verse 19 starts off, and it was told Saul. See that? Now, it doesn't say who told Saul. It just said, and it was told Saul. There's always someone that will help the wicked. So, you'd think, well, everything's good. Well, not really. Because, like I said, in Ecclesiastes, a little birdie told me so. And it was told Saul, saying, Behold, David is at Naoth in Ramah. Okay. <clears throat> Boy, they, they knew all about it, didn't they? You see, not only does this unreasonable determination to kill David 
bring about casualties within the family. But it does something else. It reveals things about the people around the person that has this unreasonable determination. Boy, I've seen that a lot. People that have an unreasonable determination. The uh, I, I I picked up an article one time that was mentioning uh, the guy that used to own the Dallas Cowboys years ago, and he was such a determined, unreasonable dictator that. Uh, he was bragging about divorcing his wife, getting rid of his kids and everything. Uh, and somebody asked him, said, why? He said, they, they, they got in my way. He said, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now if, if I still had them in my life. And uh, you see, that's just an absolute unreasonable, crazy determination, isn't it? But boy, it sure has happened to a lot of people. I could give you many, many stories, but I'm not. Go to verse 20. Now here's what's going to happen in, in the rest of this. We're going to shift gears now. We realize that David's protectors here, the first part, it was David's wife. And... Uh, the second part of this is going to be God. And I forgot to admit, some of the things that God does just tickles the fire out of me. I mean, I, you just got to stop and giggle about it. Because God's got his ways. Uh, I, I guess people, sometimes humans... Why not say, well, I'll do this and I'll do that. No, you're just going to do that like the Bible says. If God wills, if God's going to let you do that, you'll do that. Other than that, he'll turn you into a big bird and you'll be out in the field pecking up bugs. And uh, you know that? You know? I mean, you mess, with, you mess with God and he'll mess with you. So now let's learn something more now. Okay? So he was told Saul... So now Saul is going to act upon this information that he got. Know this. Know this. When people have an unreasonable or crazy determination to do something, they'll act upon just about any information they get. All right? He didn't prove the information. He didn't secure that information. It was just told Saul. And he took it like it was. And so know this, when somebody has a determination like that, they're going to act upon any information they get. Okay? So now here we go. Verse 20. And Saul sent him. 
Ah, he's done it again. Messengers to take David. And when they saw the company of the prophets prophesying and Samuel standing as appointed over them, the Spirit of God was upon the messengers of Saul and they also prophesied. (laughs) God, watch this now, he's going to distract these men from their purpose. Distracted from their purpose. Ever so important we see that. I just want you to know something. That in my lifetime, my wife and I doing the work behind the Iron Curtain and stuff, we've witnessed God distract people from their purpose. And... uh, God has said, do this, and I've done that. And it distracted them from their purpose. We pulled up on a particular border one time. The outside temperature was probably 100. And uh, we was in this little camper-like, and the refrigerator worked really good. And so... I was thinking, man, I got this thing loaded down. I probably had, mm, I'd say 500 pounds at least of Bibles and other things stuck in the walls and the ceiling and the floor of that thing. And uh, I was thinking, what am I going to do here? And just like the Lord said, close the windows. Close the doors, close everything up. So I did. I mean, when you open that thing, it's like walking into a oven. I mean, it was so hot in that thing. I mean, it was probably 120, 130 degrees inside there. And uh, I closed that thing up. And so here they come to inspect it. I, I opened the door and let them walk in first. You, you could just hear them go, <laughs> man, it's hot in here. And I looked at one of them, I said, would you guys like some cold apple juice? And they looked at one another, cold, I said, yeah, cold apple juice. And uh, anyway, they looked at one another, I said, it's right there in the refrigerator. Refrigerator. So I opened the thing up and he stuck in there, the young guy did. He stuck in there and grabbed that thing. It was cold. He started talking to the other one. He drank half of it and the other one drank the half of it and they kept looking out the window to make sure nobody was coming. He handed me the empty thing back and stepped outside. And just as he stepped out, one of the officers come up and, he, and as, as the two of them stepped out, he said, No. Everything's okay, and there ain't nothing in there. There ain't nothing in there. God distracted them from their purpose. But I want you to see how God distracts these people from their purpose. Okay? So the first group he sent, he distracted them from their purpose by the Spirit of God come upon them, and they started prophesying. Now, I want you to notice something. 
It does not say in any of this what they prophesied. Does it? No. You know why? Because the Holy Ghost just had them saying something. Right? I mean, they might have been saying, my grandmother's cross-eyed, you know, but big deal. So now watch this. Go to verse 21. And when it was told Saul, just think, just think, that got back to Saul, didn't it? Saul, you know what happened? You said those guys down there about the time they got up close to Samuel, they started prophesying like all the rest of the prophets there. They... Spirit of God come on them and look what happened to them. He sent other messengers. Buddy, he was determined, wasn't he? And they prophesied likewise. <laughs> That's, so the second group got caught. So God distracted them from their purpose. Boy, that's a well-used tactic, isn't it? God knows how to distract people from their purpose. First time I ever read the Old Testament when, man, all the Philistines were coming after Israel and God just kind of laughed about it and shook his head and sent all the hornets after the Philistines. All them hornets distracted the Philistines from their purpose. Isn't it a strange thing? God can use bugs and snakes and all kinds of stuff, can't he? How would you like to go to war and have about 10 million hornets at your beck and call. Man, here comes an army. Man, there's, we're up against 800 Philistines. All right, hornets. Go take care of them. They would be very distracted from their purpose, huh? Now watch this, verse 21. And when it was told Saul, he sent other messengers, and they prophesied likewise. And Saul sent messengers again the third time. And they prophesied also. God is just simply distracting these people from their purpose, isn't he? But look what he's doing. I, I, I was just thinking, I bet God's up in heaven get, getting the giggles out of this thing. Laughing at it. You come down there and now you're preaching. Huh? Well, now, the first group got caught, started prophesying. The second group started prophesying. The third group started prophesying. What's left to do with somebody that's absolutely crazy with determination to get David? Well, I reckon I'm just going to have to go down there and do it myself. You know, 
I've been sending these boys to do a man's job. I'm just going to have to go down here and do it myself. Well, look at verse 22. Then went he. See that? So now he sent one group, two group, three group. And now he says, that does it, I'm going myself. Also to Raymond came to a great well <clears throat> that is in Seku. And he asked and said, where are Samuel and David? <clears throat> and one said, behold, they are at Naoth in Ramah. And he went. He's on his way. With this crazy, unreasonable determination to get David. <clears throat> he went thither to Naoth, to Ramah. And the Spirit of God was upon him also. And he went on and prophesied until he came to Naoth and Ramah. <laughs> he got there, didn't he? But he didn't get there. He, when, he, when he arrived, he had a different attitude about things. When he got there, something had happened. When he got there, he wasn't looking for David. Forget David. Now he's prophesying. Now I want to show you something, and then I'm going to talk a little bit, and we'll bring this to a close. Verse 24. <clears throat> God will cause you to make a fool out of yourself when it comes time to distracting you. God's good at that. And he stripped off his clothes also. None of the others did that, did they? None of the others done that. And he stripped off his clothes also and prophesied before Samuel in like manner and lay down naked all that day and all that night. Wow. What happened to him? God distracted him from his purpose, didn't he? <clears throat> but you see, one thing about it, the instability of a parent, the instability of a leader, always brings confusion to people. Look at this now. And all that night, wherefore they say, is Saul also among the prophets? What, what's the deal with him now? He was king. He was doing this. Uh, he's went out and fought some battles. He's trying to kill David. And now here he is laying at the foot of Samuel who he really hates. Naked prophesying all day and all night. I mean, I, to me, I just see, <laughs> I just see God sitting on a cloud, kind kind of like, uh, what was you going to do? 
I, I mean, you can't mess with God. Listen, that's, that's what's so funny about this. You see, Saul can wreak havoc in his family. Saul can wreak havoc with everything under his leadership. But there's something about it. The truth of it's going to be he's going to cause people to have divided loyalties. There'll be casualties within the family and the nation. And he's going to bring about confusion. And uh, Wherefore they say, is Saul also among the prophets? And over the years I've heard people say, well, what's she doing now? What's he doing now? What are they doing now? In other words, because of the instability of their character and integrity, because of the instability, they make a profession of faith, if you want to call it that, and say, I am. But then they live like they ain't. And uh, it brings about confusion. And we are not told what they were prophesying. We're not told what Saul was prophesying. He might have been laying on the ground saying, I'm an idiot, I'm an idiot. I'm going to act like a dog. Bark, bark. Whatever. It's interesting. We're not told. You know why? The only conclusion I can come to, they might have been saying something. The Holy Ghost had them saying something. But it, wasn't, but it was not worth recording. So you see, that's another thing we want to look at. As I go to bring this to a close for us tonight, you'll find that when somebody like Saul or when a parent brings about and starts acting one way, then another way, when that parent lives a life of confusion. Even in my own life, I've been around people and they said, well, I don't know whether he or she's going to be sane today or not. I don't know how they're going to act today. You just never know. Guess what? That's confusing, isn't it? Well, that's what, that's what Saul was bringing about. Saul wasn't trying to lead the nation under God, was he? No. No. You see, listen to me for a moment. When somebody gets to the point that they have an unreasonable determination, they become so focused and their mind is so set 
on what they've determined to do that they're not going to do anything else. They're not going to tend to responsibilities. They're not going to tend to correct actions. They're not going to do anything except that. You adults, you've probably been around people like that. That they get so determined to do this. That's all they're focused on. They're not going to hear anything else, see anything else, do anything else. That's that. They don't care if the bills get paid, the food gets cooked. Nothing. They just get so focused on that one thing, that's it. And uh, that's tragic when that happens. Because when people get that unreasonable determination, they lose concept of God in reality. Saul sent one group, they prophesied, two group, they prophesied, three group, they prophesied. If anybody would have been reasonable, if Saul would have been reasonable, he said, you know what? If I go down there, the same thing's going to happen to me. The same thing will happen to me. But because of his determination, because of that unreasonable determination that he had, he didn't ask that question, did he? He could have cared less. He thought, well, that happened to them, but it ain't going to happen to me. But it did, didn't it? You see, as I look at this, I realize then, never forget, within yourself, within your home, always try to live in such a way and teach yourself and those within the home that divided loyalties will always shut somebody out. Because if they're loyal to the wicked, they'll be wicked. If they're loyal to the righteous, they'll be hated by the wicked. So know this. Let, try to teach where loyalties should be. The other thing is this, because divided loyalties, you'll find that it might force the people in the home to have their character and integrity challenged. Michael, she had to lie for David. You see that? There's casualties within the family when the parents become crazy and unreasonably determined to do this or that. Because know this, your determination to do it, if it becomes unreasonable, the reason it's unreasonable, as one man said, is because you 
have set that determination. Listen. One fellow writing about Saul, he said, I, he said the greatest lesson he learned about Saul was this. It's unreasonable to determine to have that which God says no to. Lesson, can we accept the will of God? Whoa, that was rich, wasn't it? Then he said this, when I think about Saul and his unreasonableness, the spirit from the Lord that came upon Saul so infected his mind and his spirit that he saw nothing but his determination to do what he wanted to do. So he went down there himself. Self. There's always a point in time when the person that is unreasonably and crazy determined to do something will commit themselves to their own confusion and to their own insanity. It's a fact. So as I look at this, I realize that at this point, David, in this passage of Scripture, David had two protectors. One was his wife. The other was God. And God done it in such a easy way. God's Spirit came up to those guys. They were, we're looking for David. We're going to get David. We're going to kill David. No, you're not. You're going to wind up... Spirit of God's going to get a hold of you and you're just going to start preaching. Then Saul shows up and thinks, well, well I've, I've sent these boys to do a man's job. I'll go do it. And God says, I'm going to make a fool out of you. And he did. You see, ladies and gentlemen, a life that's so turned upside down by determinations is a life that's confusing to people because you never know what the person's going to do next. You don't know what they're going to do. Wherefore they say, is Saul also among the prophets? What's he doing now? Man, he's preaching now. What's he going to, what's he going to be doing tomorrow? Well, we're just going to have to wait till next week and look at that. As we moved into chapter 20 and find out an interesting thing about between him and Jonathan. Jonathan is his other protector. But we're going to learn something about this and daddy's determination to do something crazy. Gather around, let's pray.